Hello and welcome to episode 3 of It's the Little Things. I'm your host, Teeny Doe. I wanted to thank you guys for being so, so patient with me. I missed you so much last week. It's so unfortunate that COVID hit me so hard. My voice sounded so annoying and terrible. And also, it was just so difficult to catch my breath. So I decided, you know what? We're going to wait until I'm just a little bit better at the very least. So let's begin with weekly favorites. Although these favorites spin across the last two weeks instead of just this past week. Starting off, I want to talk about an artist that I've been listening to lately, which is Alex Sloan. If you're looking for something soft but girly and still poppy, this artist is definitely for you. I've been listening to particularly this one song called Mine. Absolutely in love. I love listening to Alex's music when I am, you know, like just doing anything really, but especially like trying to be in my girl boss mindset and trying to do all of my chores and get everything done and being productive. So definitely check out Alex Sloan. My second favorite is compression socks. I got them literally yesterday, but I really wanted to talk about it anyway because it's only been a day of wearing them and I already love them. There's lots of reasons why someone could use compression socks. For me personally, what I'm trying to avoid is fainting and leg pain. Mine are not super compressing. I got them from Target and they're like pink and blue. I think they're super cute and definitely my style and I just wanted to try something new to see if it helps. So I guess I'll keep you guys updated. We'll see how it goes. Okay, my last weekly favorite is my new heating pad. I've had the same heating pad for like my entire life and it was just falling apart and I really needed to keep using one because I have a lot of like chronic pain and things like that. So I ordered this new one on Amazon and it's pink and it's got flowers on it and so far I absolutely love it. Before we get into the meat of this episode, I'd like to introduce you to the topic by reading aloud the prompts that you guys submitted that initially inspired this episode. The first prompt was things that make you happy, how you discovered them, and why they're objectively important. The second, maybe some of your favorite products like skincare, hair, and makeup. Third, maybe an episode about things you've collected or any TV shows or specific media that really shaped you. Number four, I'd love to know what inspires your hair and makeup and maybe some key products. And number five, your closet essentials. I really felt that all five of these I could tie into one episode, but if I don't get to everything, trust we will revisit a lot of these things and I can dive in so much deeper into them. But with that being said, today I'd like to talk about my personal happiness essentials. I feel that I can divide this into three main categories, external, surroundings, and internal, and we'll go in that order. When I say external, I do mean outside of you, but I also still mean attached to you. An example of this would be skincare, so let's begin with that. Although yes, there are certain products that have transformed my skin and are essential to me, one of the key parts of skincare being essential to my happiness is my mindset about skincare. And this mindset is that skincare, or really any self-care, should not be a chore. It should be easy, relaxing, or fun. I want skincare to be easy for those mornings when I'm running late for work. I want it to be relaxing for when I have extra time in the morning or on self-care days. And something that can make it fun is making it something that I do with somebody else, like a friend or partner, or I'm trying a new product for the first time. That's always fun. How I make it easy is by breaking it down to the absolute bare necessities for those mornings when I'm really in a rush. I have tried so many different routines and so many different products, and I really feel like I figured out my 
absolute optimized routine in the morning, which is literally just putting on a sunscreen. I don't need to wash my face every morning or any morning at all because I actually have kind of dry skin. So having a really good sunscreen that doesn't burn my skin or eyes, which has been difficult to find, is definitely my secret. The sunscreen that I've been using for quite some time now is by La Roche-Posay and it's actually a sunscreen and a moisturizer. So already two steps combined into one definitely makes my life so much easier. So let's say I'm not rushing that morning. Let's say I have a little more time. I get to enjoy my coffee that my boyfriend makes for me. One way I make it relaxing is by putting cooling and depuffing under eye patches underneath my eyes while I wait for my coffee or sip my coffee. It's so refreshing and it makes me feel, I guess, calm and ready for the day. And I've been using these cooling patches from Peter Thomas Roth for a very long time now. I'm actually almost out and I will be getting more. Just like sunscreen, it's been difficult to find under eye patches that agree with my skin and my eyes, so that's why I'm really sticking with this one. And yes, I do keep them in my fridge. I have a little section for my skincare that I like to refrigerate. Like I mentioned before, one way to make it fun is to do it with somebody else or to try a new product, but another way that makes it fun and relaxing is to have a spa day. So what I like to do is schedule at least one day, if not more, out of every week that is a designated spa day or a spa hour, a spa couple of hours. This is when I can do my everything shower, this is when I can wash my hair, and I can do my full skincare routine, I get the gua sha and everything. I'll light candles, I'll burn incense, I'll put on some calm music, and just really be in tune with my body. And this is not only essential for my skin, but it's also essential for my mind and my happiness. For me personally, routines and rituals, they keep me healthy, organized, and definitely grounded, which is something that I need a lot. The second component for my external essentials for happiness would be what I describe as ornamentation. These are the things that I decorate myself in, such as makeup, accessories, and clothes. Although I love makeup artistry and I love doing experimental looks, I would consider that a hobby and therefore something separate from this. With this, I want to talk about my simple, quick makeup routine that I do for work sometimes. I also like to do this for going out as well because I don't wear a lot of makeup anymore. And the the fact that it's so simple but looks so good is truly what makes me feel so cute and happy. So the bare bones of it would just be under eye concealer set with any kind of powder and then mascara. Let's say I want to do a little more. I will do some nice dainty eyeliner that's suited for my eye shape and then I can also do white liner on like the underwater line, tight lining. And of course if I'm really feeling up for it, I'll do a little bit of inner corner highlight. And then if I'm really really feeling up for it and I have the time, I will put on on false lashes. It's always up in the air if I fill in my eyebrows because my bangs cover them, so it really just depends if I feel like I I don't know if I need it. Now, I'm not too picky with a lot of my products. I've tried so many over the years and I feel like a lot of them have just been fine, so it's just really whatever I have. But what I will not settle for is anything other than my concealer from Rare Beauty. My skin is dry. My under eyes are really dry, so I need something hydrating that's not going to make me all flaky underneath and that concealer by Rare Beauty, my 
absolute favorite. I've been using it for so long. In case you haven't noticed the pattern, the key to my happiness is for things to be easy. So just like everything else, I like to keep my hair routine very simple and easy. I think the most important thing is how much I've embraced my natural hair. You know, I used to straighten my hair every single day and now I just embrace like the natural waves and curls. Having a good hair care routine definitely helps. But here's what I do in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. First thing I do is brush and detangle, then I get it wet with some shower water, then I either put in gel or I'll put in some kind of serum. Right now I'm using number nine by Opalex. I'll do some scrunching and then I'll let it air dry. And due to my hair type, it kind of just falls into place and it looks nice. I never use heat anymore and that's definitely helped with the health of my hair. Now, depending on my hair length at the time, I'll do different styles, but since mine is shoulder length right now, I'll do either half up and half down with a bow clasping it together in the back, or I'll do two ponytails and they'll usually be kind of low. Basically the difference between am I going to be hanging out at home, am I going out, or will I be at work? You will not catch me at work with pigtails. When it comes to clothes, I have a process in choosing my outfit, which is also the same process I have in curating, downsizing, and getting new clothes. It needs to meet these three criteria in this order, comfortable, functional, and cute. When I say comfortable, I mean it needs to be my size. I can't keep, you know, buying things that aren't my size and just quote-unquote making it work because it just makes my life harder. Also, the material needs to not bother me. I don't want to be bothered. Second is functional. I've always had this bad habit of keeping things with holes in them, things that I say, oh, I'm gonna fix it and I never do. And then another bonus point is that if it has pockets. Anything with pockets, I will keep. I will keep it. And then the last one is cute. Does it match my current style? For a long time, I would keep anything pastel colored because, oh, I like pastels, but my style was evolving and changing and I wasn't wearing those things as much anymore even though they were quote-unquote the correct color. And that's okay. That's part of growing up and growing older. Your style changes and sometimes you just kind of have to accept it and stop hoarding clothes. Also, just because something is trending doesn't mean that you need to have it. That's another reason for, you know, going through this elimination process. It's been really cold lately here in California, so let me tell you some of my winter essentials and then we can definitely revisit closet essentials for like the other seasons. Number one, fleece tights. I am a skirts and dresses girl, so I love these tights that are skin toned, but then they have like the fleece lining on the inside. I got them on Amazon. I have two pairs right now and oh my gosh, they have saved me this winter. I also just use them as long johns under pants. Like they are so warm that sometimes I go to work and I'm like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have worn this. I'm actually kind of hot now. But since I am a skirt and dress girly, I definitely need this. This is my essential. The second one is layering, particularly layering my sweaters. Honestly, in all seasons, I am a sweater girl. I wear sweaters even when it's really hot. It's very cute. It's very comfortable. And I really like being covered. But definitely in the winter, I will wear so many different sweaters and cardigans and jackets all layered together. I also love how majority of my sweaters are thrifted because they're just so much cheaper that way. And you can find some of the cutest sweaters at thrift stores. So owning lots of sweaters, a huge part of my closet. So at the end of the day, what's most important to me and for me to feel happy and confident is for my clothes to be those three things. They need to be comfortable, functional, and cute. Moving on to the second category for my happiness essentials, which is surroundings, the things that I physically surround myself with. I feel I can divide them into two categories, which are functional items and then decor. And what I like to do is make them overlap. 
If I can turn an everyday appliance or useful item into something pink or Sanrio themed, then I have achieved happiness. A great example would be the heating pad that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode in my weekly favorites. The heating pad I had before was semi-functional, not so much towards the end, but it was an eyesore amongst all my cute stuff, so when I wanted to get a new one to replace it, I wanted something cute and I got a pink one with flowers. And now my arrangements and my setup and my surroundings are just that much cuter. Another example would be having Hello Kitty themed office supplies. I've got Hello Kitty scissors, I've got a Hello Kitty stapler, I've got a Hello Kitty staple remover. Like, who wants ugly office supplies on their desk? No, they need to be pink or Hello Kitty themed or something of that sort. I have a Hello Kitty bath mat, I have Sanrio cups, I have a My Melody pillowcase, all of my travel mugs and reusable water bottles are pastel colored, mostly pink, and it just makes everything cohesive. Aside from cutifying my necessities, I am also a huge believer in investing in luxuries that improve your quality of life where you see fit. Making everyday tasks just a little bit easier, making life a little less annoying definitely brings me some peace of mind. So here are some things that I've added to my life that I've invested in that I absolutely cannot go back on because they've improved my life just too much. Number one, smart plugs. I wanted to get these as soon as we moved into this apartment together and they have absolutely transformed our lives. Not only are they functional, they are our surge protectors, but they're also not ugly like, you know, extension cords sticking out on the bottom. They stay compact and on the wall and also they have extra plugs so you can plug in so many different things. They also have USB outlets. But on top of all of that, I can turn off individual plugs from my phone even when I am not home. I was so worried about me and my boyfriend leaving the lights on or leaving certain things on while we, you know, are rushing to get to work. And to ease that, like anxiety in my mind, I really wanted something like this. So I did some research, I found ones that have worked for us so far, and I only bought three because again, just trying to test them out, and honestly, I need one for every single outlet. One way that I do use them every day, because you know, obviously we're not forgetting to turn off the lights every day, is remotely turning on my neons that are above my desk. Like, let's say I'm just trying to relax, I turn off the big light, and then from my phone while laying in bed, I can turn those like smaller lights on and off so I don't have to get up. You know what I used to do before we had these? I had to crawl under my desk and manually unplug them. Another thing that wasn't a necessity, but a luxury that I am super happy about is my monitor arm. And we'll touch on this a little more in the next thing, but I want to say that we have a small apartment and we're trying to save space and my monitor stand that it came with was just taking so much space on my desk I couldn't put even like my own keyboard on there. It was massive so for what I think it was Christmas my dad got me a monitor arm and it is one of my favorite gifts I have ever gotten because now my monitor can just like be flat against the wall. I can also move it around and bend it. I can change the angle. I can change the height and now I have so much more room on my desk and I use my desk like every day to do work, including recording this right now. I literally did not start recording until I got this monitor arm. It was important that I had all this space here to, you know, work on these projects and other projects that I have planned. So all of those things really just lead to a happier life for me. All right, now I want to talk about decor. It is incredibly important to me that the things I surround myself with uplift my mood. They should make me happy or calm or excited 
uplifted or inspired. And for me personally, those things typically are pastel colored or light colored. They're usually motifs from my childhood. So Sanrio items, Studio Ghibli items, anything cute and childlike. I collect stuffed animals and I like it when my collection is my decor. I just put it on display. I also like antique and vintage items. So if I were to describe my aesthetic in my bedroom and my spaces, I would say it is kawaii gamer e-girl meets coquette clean girl. And both of those inspire me a lot. I feel like when working on my space and for anyone who's working on their space, it's good to figure out where you lie on the spectrum between minimalism and maximalism because those two things will definitely affect your mood. So like a quick little story time, um, I grew up in two separate households. I had one parent where they were super organized and minimalist and everything was constantly spotless. They also made me go through all my stuff and donate like half of it every single month. The other parent on the other hand definitely did not do that. They were a little bit more chaotic, a little more cluttered, and definitely didn't go and donate things as much as they wanted to. Also, since I developed depression as a child, my bedroom at one parent's house was super duper clean because that parent cleaned it for me, while at the other place it was really my responsibility and therefore I didn't clean it, so my bedroom was the worst part of the house. And as one could imagine, the more cluttered and dirty place that took way more effort when I did deep clean it became my less safe space, whereas the very clean and organized one was my safe space. One gave me relaxation and refuge, while the other one was a huge source of my anxiety, especially because I would get in trouble for having such a messy space. So now that I have moved out of both parents' places and I currently live with my boyfriend away from both of them, I actually feel like I lean more towards the minimalist side, or at the very least, I have those minimalist habits that the more organized parent instilled in me from a young age. And when I'm surrounded by too much clutter, I do get very anxious and distressed. However, I am still a collector and I like to use my collections as my decor by putting them on display. It can be very easy for many of us to fall into that cycle of constantly collecting more things or just buying something because it can be part of the collection, but then you end up with so much less space and everything gets messy and cluttered. So just like that more organized parent made me do, I take it upon myself pretty much every month, sometimes even more than once a month, to go through everything and donate what I don't really need. Also, if I get something new, usually that means one item has to go. And I feel like, just like my wardrobe, that helps keep it more curated, more up-to-date with my current style, and it helps me not latch on to things too hard. So, although I do have several shelves lined to the brim with a lot of things, it is still very curated, and each piece is special and it's definitely not super chaotic. I feel like I am still working on it, but I know that I am capable of achieving that balance between minimalism and maximalism that makes me the happiest. I mentioned earlier that I do live in a small apartment. Not only that, but I have to share the small apartment with somebody else. And not only that, but that person has the exact opposite aesthetic as me, so I really had to keep everything in my little corner. So how do I fit everything into my little corner? 
corner, number one, floating shelves. I don't want to have a bunch of bookcases because that's floor space that I could be using for other things. Now, both me and my boyfriend are short, so we have plenty of height left on the walls that is unused. And even if you aren't short, your walls, trust, you can put so many things up there, like these floating shelves. You could put a bunch of things on it, get really good sturdy ones so that way you can put slightly heavier things on there. Definitely has saved a lot of space for both of us, but especially me because I'm the one with the collections that I like to display. Another space saver that's been super important that I did get from my more organized parent is containers and caddies. I have caddies underneath both sinks, the kitchen and the bathroom, and you could just fit so much stuff under there if you have those tiers, like the shelves and everything. Same thing with the kitchen cabinets. I just put little like mini tables in there essentially, and then now you can stack a bunch of stuff. Again, it's about optimizing the space. Containers are super great for organizing inside of drawers or also on shelves. I literally just go to Daiso or Miniso or Target. Literally, there's so many different places that you can get all these containers and caddies. Another one of my favorite things to do is actually going to antique shops and finding little trinket containers. I have thrifted a lot of like vintage and antique little like jars and those are great for putting your jewelry in them and other things like that. Like the possibilities are endless. I love containers. I love boxes. I love organizational things. And finally, I'd like to talk about the third category for my happiness essentials, which is everything internal. And this includes the body, mind, and heart. The state of my body greatly affects my mood. Therefore, taking care of my body is taking care of my happiness. I struggle with some illnesses and some chronic pain, so it is very important to me that I respect my body with what I put in it and also what I do with it. Over time, I've had to learn to speak the language that my body speaks so that way I can understand what it is that my body needs. And of course, everybody's body is different, but when I talk about my own body, I am mostly thinking about needing lots of rest and making sure that the food and nutrition that I put into my body is suited for what I need to be healthy. Now, because I have these ailments, working out the way that I used to when I was more athletic is not on the table, so I have to stick with very mild things like easy gentle yoga, gentle swimming, and gentle stretching. Much like the skincare and things like that I was talking about earlier in this episode, working out should be fun or relaxing or exciting, and it should not be a chore. Now, if you're anything like me, then you know that it does feel like a chore. So I have some incentives that I give myself, and one of those incentives is having cute workout clothes. I've actually thrifted quite a few, if not all, of my workout clothes now that I think about it. I have found some really cute stuff at the thrift store. My yoga mat is from TJ Maxx. I've got cute little tumblers and water bottles. And after I work out, I reward myself with a little treat every time. Next, let's talk about the mind aspect. And I don't mean, oh, just think positive thoughts. That's kind of like a given and that doesn't even work for everybody. I'm talking about mental stimulation. I've always been a very curious person and it's so important to me that not only do I stay curious, but that I satiate that curiosity by continuing to stimulate my brain. This includes lots of reading, reading books, reading articles. If you are not a big reader, audiobooks, information 
informational podcast. You're listening to a podcast right now. I like to engage in topics, especially new topics and learning new things. But even when I'm not doing those things, something that I like to do at least once a week is brain teasers. I love doing things like Sudoku and word searches and riddles. Those are always so fun. You could do them in your Sunday paper. If I were to just never stimulate my brain, never learn anything new, and basically destroy my curiosity, I think I would be very depressed. In fact, I can recall times where I wasn't doing these things and I did feel depressed. And at last, I'd like to talk about the heart, which I would say is my outlook on life as well as my outlook on myself. The way that I view life and myself is what will make or break me. It is what gets me through things or keeps me from succeeding. And the outlook that I've had for a very long time, which I attribute a lot of my success to, is inspired by two things. The first being something that my parent would say to me a lot, which is this phrase, this too shall pass. Repeating that to myself has gotten me through so many hard times. I would write it down over and over again in my journal that I have had since I could write and it really kept me hopeful that there is another side. The second impactful thing was from this kids program on National Geographic that I loved as a kid. A sloth was trying to climb a tree but it wasn't going as planned and the narrator said what goes up must come down and that really stuck with me because I was able to relate it to what my parent had told me and these two phrases have led me to this outlook that I've held on to for my entire life since then, which is that nothing lasts forever. Be grateful for the good and look forward to its return. In the same way, the universe is a swinging pendulum ever changing your circumstances. You are also capable of taking matters into your own hands and changing yourself and your circumstances. And even when you do feel that you are truly out of control, just remember that the universe is always trying to reach balance and you yourself are a part of that universe you are made up of the universe and you will balance one way or another in due time these are the things that i repeat to myself they are a part of my affirmations they're a part of my even current journaling and without these thoughts about life as well as myself i don't think i would be here but yet here i am despite everything that has been thrown my way i have made it out alive and with that in mind i am now able to do all of the other things that i have listed prior in this episode and i wouldn't be able to do any of it without this important piece, what I would say is the most important piece for my happiness. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to those who submitted those amazing topic suggestions. If you would like a hand in the direction of this podcast and future episode topics, go ahead and check out my Instagram. It's in the description and look out for polls as well as question stickers. By the time I'm uploading this, I have already uploaded my Patreon exclusive version of this episode, so if you are interested in that, feel free to check that out. Also, linked in the description. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to the next time we get to chat. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>